0: Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast, recorded March 6th, 2023. I'm Lori Calvicina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Ahead of RBC's Financial Services Conference this week, today in the podcast, we're digging into our thoughts on the financial sector, which we remain overweight. Three big things you need to know. First, financials has been one of the best performing sectors over the past six months. Second, we think the sector is an attractively valued recovery play with a positive shareholder return profile, which history suggests should benefit from a Fed pause. And third, near-term challenges for the sector and longer-term risks to our view include the earnings forecast downgrade cycle the sector is in the midst of and the moderation and in inflation that our economists continue to anticipate. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Now the detail. We'll start with takeaway number one. Financials have been performing better than many investors realize. Although the S&P 500 financial sector has only been an inline performer so far in 2023, most investors would be surprised to learn that it's been the best performer over the past six months. The ride has admittedly been bumpy, and we remain overweight large-cap financials on a 6- to 12-month view. On a shorter-term basis, we think the sector stands to benefit from renewed concerns about inflation and Fed policy, which may pressure the large-cap growth sectors like communication services and consumer discretionary the most. Moving on to takeaway number two. We think the sector is an attractively valued recovery play with a positive shareholder return profile, which history suggests should benefit from a Fed pause. From a top-down perspective, here's what we like about the sector. First, RBC financial analysts have consistently been more constructive on their sector than our analysts in most other sectors. We've seen that in our RBC analyst survey work over the past year. While we're not beholden to our analysts' views, they are an important input into our process and help us compare fundamentals across sectors. Second, the sector is appealing from a shareholder return perspective and has been one of the positive standouts on both dividends and buybacks. Third, valuations remain attractive. On our model, financials is one of the most deeply undervalued sectors relative to the S&P. Fourth, the sector tends to outperform in recession rebounds. We continue to think that the S&P priced in a short, shallow recession that largely plays out in early to mid-2023 at the October 2022 low. And fifth, historically the sector tends to be one of the best performers, interestingly along with major growth sectors like tech, following final Fed rate hikes. Note that RBC Economics has pushed back their timetable for a Fed pause, but still sees a pause in cuts before year end. In their latest forecast, they have called for additional hikes of 25 basis points in March, May, and June, a pause after, and the possibility of a few cuts in the second half of the year. Wrapping up with takeaway number three. Near-term challenges for the sector and longer-term risks to our view include the earnings downgrade cycle the sector is in the midst of and the moderation and inflation that our economists continue to anticipate. Near-term issues and challenges for the sector that temper our enthusiasm a bit include, first, the sector is still going through an earnings downgrade cycle. Most of the major sectors in the S&P, particularly the big growth sectors like tech, comm services, and consumer discretionary, experienced a sharp wave of downward revisions to earnings forecasts last year, while a handful of cyclical and value sectors like financials, energy, and utilities continue to see modest earnings forecast upgrades. This year, the sectors that were resilient last year, including financials, are finally going through a downward revision cycle. We think that has contributed to the weaker relative performance of financials year-to-date, while the major growth sectors, which got their pain out of the way last year, have outperformed. But we think this dynamic could be fully played out by the time we get to the next reporting season. The second challenge, its weak ESG profile. According to our ESG strategy team, the sector has a low ESG ranking relative to other sectors and is only middle of the pack on ESG momentum. While ESG flows came under pressure in 2020, 22. We think this is a theme with longer-term staying power. And third, in terms of performance drivers, financials tends to perform, relative to the S&P, more or less in sync with trends in inflation expectations and 10-year yields, meaning it's typically tough for the sector to outperform when inflation expectations are easing back and 10-year yields aren't moving up. Our December 2023 analyst survey indicated from a more qualitative standpoint that financials is less of a beneficiary of moderating inflation trends than other sectors, so this supports what we're seeing in our data. Note that RBC economics continues to see a moderation in inflation to, in 2023 to around 25 or 3% on core CPI by December, while acknowledging that the path to get there may be a bumpy one. Consensus forecasts, as tracked by Bloomberg, also continue to anticipate that PCE and core PCE will return to about 3% by year-end 2023. Meanwhile, RBC's rate strategy team anticipates 3.35% at year-end 2023 on 10-year yields, while consensus is still calling for around 3.5%. Overall, we find more reasons to be constructive than cautious on the sector and are sticking with an overweight view. That's all for now. Thanks for listening and be sure to reach out to your RBC representative with any questions. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.